on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. It's 3 o'clock. Trade deadline has come and gone. Now, that doesn't mean deals are not being uh, finished, Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll hear about something here in the next 30 minutes, but as of right now, um, the deals are done. I just got a text, Mike, from one of my NBA guys, and he was like, nice pickup. He likes this pickup. Yeah, by Sadiq Bay. Yeah, I like it too. Um, from what I'm reading, and Sadiq Bay, six seven, again versatile wing, can uh, shoot the three and, and helps defensively and helps with your depth. Um, and again, I know for Hawks fans, you, you maybe you feel the same way I do. I, I I want difference makers, but all these deals can't be blockbusters. And if you've already went, went all in for mm-hmm. DJ, which we did, and it's like, okay, Mike, how do I add to this to make our team better? So. It does not look as of right now, and Mike was just saying, we were talking before we went to the break, and we'll get you caught up on all these deals, but Patrick Beverly being moved to the Magic, um, and Mike was saying cost-cutting move potentially to, to add another shooter to that Lakers roster, and that's the way I feel. Now, I don't know if it's right. bogey, but it may, it may be somebody else. And then Woj had earlier today, the Lakers are, uh, apparently the Magic are setting Mo Bamba to the uh, Lakers. Okay. So I thought maybe they would be, uh, it's just you mentioned, Pairing some salary well, to get to the fight. Yeah, we know Mo, Mo Bamba. He's ready to throw it down. We know he can fight. <laughs> Bring his brother and everybody else. He'll go down. But yeah, I was. I, I want to see Bogey. I'd like to see them, if nothing else, show the fans that look. Yeah, and maybe as we know, fans are somewhere on some more realistic than others. You're never getting Durant. You're never getting Kyrie down here. But you picked up an athletic wing that can shoot. If you keep Bogey, you got a lot of shooters. You got weapons and Trey and Dejounte. But again. If DeAndre Hunter plays good every night, if John Collins plays good every night, Carl, if Capella, I mean, the, the talent should be there. And we're going to see in these in these final uh, less than 27 games now, after the All-Star break, what this team is all about. And, you know, you and I have said it. Maybe we're too close to it. Maybe we're not all that good. But all of a sudden now with pieces coming out of the East, I'd like to at least get to the second round. I know it's championship or bust in the minds of most fans, but I'd, I'd like to see this team build on this. This was the year we thought with DeJounte Murray we're going up, yep. not going down or staying uh, standard pat. All right, guys. The Durant deal late last night is the big one, right? Durant to the Suns. Brooklyn gets four players in return. They also get four first-round picks. So now you're talking about DeAndre Ayton, CP3, Booker, uh, Tony Craig. You're talking about Durant. They got a nice squad, and again, they got to be the favorites in the West. Right. Lakers pick up D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. We talked about that. T-Wolves getting Mike Conley. Westbrook to the Jazz. I just was telling our guys here, everything I'm hearing, he doesn't want to be there. They, there might be a buyout with the Jazz. We'll see how that shakes out because uh, he's still owed a lot of money. Uh, Mike, Gary Payton Jr., back to the Warriors. That deal just breaking here. Yeah. For ironically, the five first round picks that we traded to the Warriors, right. they turn around and trade those to the Blazers for Gary Payton Jr. And they liked him. They got him back. They wanted him back in that rotation. Wiseman was not fitting there, and they didn't want it to deal with his contract. So that's why Wiseman is on his way to Motown. And now we got Sadiq Bay in that three team uh, deal. So all of a sudden, you know, Golden State, we we're just talking about it with, um, with Eddie Johnson, who does NBA. Uh, for Phoenix and does the podcast, and he was saying that, yeah, he didn't really believe in Golden State necessarily because they kind of look like they've been worn out. But now you look at the Mavericks, still waiting to see if the Mavs maybe had one more three-point shooter. That's maybe that their team's on the floor. And then you look at uh, Phoenix, Mavs, all of a sudden the uh, everybody was anointing the Grizzlies just a month ago, right, in the West? Not, yeah. so, not so fast. Well, you know, again, Ja, and I love him, popped off and said, you know, not worried about it. I don't, I don't need mm-hmm. to be anywhere else talking about the West and everything going through Memphis. It's going to be a dogfight. 
Right. Getting out of the West. Hey, John Wall wound up with the Rockets. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, Hornets trade center uh, Mason Plumley to the Clippers. So the Clippers move on from one of their pieces and bring in Plumley. Uh, Reggie Jackson is the guy that they're sending to Charlotte in that deal. So Plumley to the Clippers, Reggie Jackson to Charlotte. Uh, again, just fluid stuff <laughs> happening as we speak, and these deals are coming down. But we're going to get you all caught up, guys. Stay tuned, 404-741-0929. Once things settle a little bit, we are going to take some of your phone calls because we want to know how you feel about the Hawks and where they are currently and and what's going on with the Hawks. And, you know, the the deal for us is, again is, um, oh, I'm looking at this from John Collins. The deal for, for us was how do we get better? Uh, Collins said this morning that his mindset uh, leading up to – this afternoon, okay, let's hear this from John Collins. Okay. This is an interview with Channel 2 today, WSB. This is Collins asked about his mindset this morning. Try to be me, try to be goofy, keep a smile on my face and laugh, um, talk to my loved ones. Uh, and really, that's, that's really it. You know, try to just find some type of joy throughout the day. As I said, take, take all the extra, extra stuff out during the game. Other than that, it's just really hard trying to just meditate and uh, keep it keep it all keep it all even. Look, he's talked to us about it. He's been uh, he's been he's been dealing with this thing hanging over his head for like two seasons. And just earlier today, we had multiple NBA insiders with differing opinions. Woj said an hour ago we're not trading him, and then came back to say we are still shopping John Collins. So yeah. we'll see. But I mean, if you're going to shop John Collins, you want to if you want to continue to be a, a player for this season. You've got to get some production, you know. And then, as we said, what what are what are we doing? Are we do we really believe in this? Does management believe what you heard from the general manager on the morning show two days ago that they really believe this team can make a run? In that case, you don't trade John Collins, you don't trade Bogey, and you may take it in the shorts if Bogey opts out. And it looks like that's what's going to happen, which I'm cool with because then too. then it's really incumbent on the players. And we can argue to you with the fans about who we should expect more from. I say we should expect more from everybody who's a starting player on this team. Well, Mike, they'll have a meeting, I'm guessing, because at every trade deadline, you know, you walk in and you go, this is our team, right, from now to the end of the season. And they'll have a meeting, and I hope whoever runs that meeting, oh, Mike, I don't know who runs it, but whoever runs it says, it's up to you guys. Because it's up to you guys. Empowering our players, not just with support, but challenge and Whoever runs it, it's up to you guys. <laughs> right. Okay? And, and, and that is kind of where we're at now. So we can talk about them not making moves, but what they're telling us, and I said this earlier, Atlanta, we're good enough. Right. Now, it's, now it's up to the fellas that we've got. And, you know, you, I know we have fun when you use buzzwords like empowering the team, but when you do add a piece and you get like Kaminsky and, and get one of the holidays off, that's just, you know, that's parents of salary. But here's the deal. You've told these guys, you just laid it out. We believe in you. Now go do it. And let's see, Trey, you know, all the crap, everybody's in their, everybody's in their bag. Some fans feel, well, they're getting bullied for too mean. Come on. This team has got the, the, the ownership group believes in the team. Now, you, we can laugh about what the ownership group is or isn't or what Schlenk did or didn't do, but there's still a chance for this thing to be redeemed, right? There's a redemption Absolutely. here if these guys just put it out there no, listen, and do the plenty, work. Plenty of time. There, there really is. Because they've done it before. They did it two years ago with basically the same team. We actually could argue we're more talented now. The problem I've had is during a season, any season, you see signs. The signs haven't been showing enough for me, Mike, that we're going to flip a switch and all of a sudden be 
uh, one of the top teams in the East or at least play like it consistently. That's been my issue. Right. When we went on our run, the run you keep talking about two years ago, there was momentum that just kind of took a life of its own. Right. And then we started to build, and then we got to the playoffs. It was like, oh, we might do something. Oh, we're going to do something. And then it just kept going. And you felt it. You haven't felt that this year. No. That's been my issue with the team is, okay, we've been good at times, but we haven't been good enough as much as we should be. And then we get into the arguments that everything gets kind of sideways. You know, it's kind of like, well, trainees that shoot more threes or Nate's got to figure out a plan. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, you know, we just talked about the players. I got to be honest. Nate's got to be better, too. Nate's got to do a better job. I mean, they've got to look. They got to look themselves in the mirror. You're not going to go and make a run if you don't play defense. Mm. People forget. Everybody remembers Trey's amazing three-point shots, John Collins with the flush on Embiid. But those teams, that team played defense. That's the thing. Nate wanted defense, and they played it, and we haven't played that defense since then, since that run against the Bucs. We were a step slow tonight. (laughs) 404-741-0929. See, and here's the other thing. We're laughing, and we've had fun with this stuff all season. At first, it wasn't funny, and now it is. But those same comments have to turn into – we're not slow anymore. We're making the plays. We're getting the loose balls. We're winning 50-50 balls. Our guys are coming out and they're ready to play every single night. We're not taking plays off. All the things that have happened this year, those sound bites need to turn into to positives, not that stuff that we've been playing. Right. And you go, well, no wonder we're losing games. No wonder we're not finding a way to win at the end. I mean, you came out, you put 35 up on the Pelicans in the first quarter, and then things just slipped. And, again, Trey, I, I mean, I don't. is it is, is unfair to ask your guy, to be a superstar. Trey, and like we talked about the all-star snub. That should be some fuel for the fire. Mm. Go go show everybody that you are the all-star, that you are that badass. You are that Reggie Miller with the dagger against the Knicks and everything else you did against Philly. That's what we want. I mean, I don't think it's – you guys think it's mean or being heavy on – no, man. You showed us You showed us what your A game was like. Why can't we get more A game, right? His A game makes you one of the top ten players in the league. But he hasn't done it consistently. Like, again, going back, nobody on this team has been consistent, arguably with the exception of DeJounte. I can count DeJounte Murray's two bad games on two fingers. And he owned it. That's the other part. Responsibility. Accountability. When he played bad, he's like, yo, I was terrible tonight. Okay, I'm fine with that. Let's move on. Let's not act like, hey, guys don't have bad games. They do, but I need you to be better every single day. Here's an interesting thing, Mike. We've talked about the Hawks and whether they're going to get into the luxury tax. The Warriors did, but it paid off. Their ownership group was willing to do it because they were close and they knew they might get back and they might get another one, and they did. But they made all these moves today to save money. So with the moves they made today, they're saving about $7 million this year in luxury tax and $30 million in 2023-24. How about that? So That's why it was so big to get Weissman off the books. Well, but it gets back to... If you're close, you risk it. You take the chance. Ownership buy-in wholeheartedly. But then when you go, all right, we know our team's aging. We got a lot of guys that are are paid a lot of money. How do we get out of this and save more money as we move forward? Because, listen, Steph and Clay, at some point, guys, that's going to fade. And we know. I'm not banging on those guys. But they're getting older. That's an older team. They may lose Draymond, Mike. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they pay Draymond the max deal. I got to be honest. I mean, I watched, I watched some of that game last night against the Blazers because I'm on so many drugs right now for my throat, I couldn't <laughs> sleep at all. But, yeah, I mean, Draymond is, and the body language is weird, too. It's not the same dynamic. I mean, you're right. I think the, the punch of pool might have changed that whole vibe on that team. The other thing is Jay Crowder goes to the Bucks. That's a nice move. 
So Jay Crowder goes to the Nets. Nets in turn move him to the Bucks, and that's kind of like was it PJ Tucker a couple of years ago? Yeah, kind of like that toughness and a little bit of moxie for the playoffs. But that's I mean that wouldn't have put us over the top. And there were some crazy trade rumors that we were giving away too much to get him. So that didn't happen. We did get a guy. If you're familiar with uh, Sadiq Bay, you know, big six seven athletic wing shoots the three. I like it, and he's has a really good run. His last two months, you look at his game log, a lot of great numbers. Well. They've been hurt. I'm talking about Detroit. He's gotten a lot more run, um, but they're young too, Mike. And and again, Detroit's in a situation where they want to get a, a real good feel for their young guys. This is interesting. I'm surprised they moved on from him, but again, they needed they they felt like the right. Wiseman deal was going to help them. The other deal we made today, just a cost cutting move. We mentioned this: Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky. They get traded to Houston for Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. You're going, that name sounds yeah, familiar. We drafted him years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, just a cost-cutting move for the for the Hawks. All right, we're going to come back. We got a lot more to get to. Yes, Super Bowl 57 is Sunday, but this today has been the A story simply because so many teams making moves. Our Hawks attempting to get better as well. But when we come back, we'll get to an NFL blitz. Your podcast. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game Sports Flash. Brought to you by Bader Scott Accident Attorneys. After an accident, don't wait. Dial 8. Call 404-888-8888. I'm Joe Patrick. The NBA's trade deadline has come and gone, and the Hawks did get busy in a three-team trade that materialized in the final hour. The club is reportedly adding Pistons forward Sadiq Bey as well as Garrison Matthews and former Hawk Bruno Fernando. In exchange, the Hawks are shipping out Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, and a total of seven second-round picks. Meanwhile, among a flurry of deals that have taken place in the last 24 hours, a blockbuster NBA trade materialized overnight that will see the Brooklyn Nets end their superstar experiment. The team is moving on from Kevin Durant and will send him to Phoenix in exchange for three players and four future first-round picks. The deal ended the possibility of Hawks forward John Collins moving to Phoenix, and it appears John Collins will stay as a Hawk as the deadline has expired. And in soccer, Atlanta United announced yesterday that they've landed striker who will succeed Joseph Martinez in Greek international Yorgos Yakumakis. Yakumakis and Vice President Carlos Bocanegra will speak with media from the team's training facility tomorrow. Keeping you up to date on Atlanta sports when it happens, I'm Joe Patrick from the Kia Studios on your home of tonight's Hawks game against the Suns. Tip off at 730, Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, hey. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. Oh, what a day it's already been. Mike just went, oh, my God. It's been busy. <laughs> NBA trade deadline is come mm. and gone. Hawks staying pat. Adding basically one piece. Mm. Sadiq Bay from the Detroit Pistons. And we'll push on. Tonight they are taking on the Suns, by the way. Pre-game 7 o'clock, tips at 7.30. And, you know, here's the deal. I don't want to wait till the All-Star break. Okay? Let's let's win these next few games here. Especially, what you mentioned, Durant is out. Yes. You know, these teams in flux. They've traded some pieces. This should be a W. I mean, if ever there's a night you're going to win at home with a team that's going through a, a trade right now. I totally agree. Listen, the, the Suns are preparing for the playoffs. That they're in a good spot. Right. That this is not for a move right now. They're thinking about how we're going to be in the playoffs. 
we need to position ourselves to be better mm. in the playoffs. And that's that comes with dubs. More on our Hawks coming up. Let's talk about what's going on around the NFL. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Um, Arthur Blank talked to us yesterday. If you missed the interview, it's online at odyssey.com. It was late in the show. We're going to replay it for you guys tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow, it's been so busy, we haven't even mentioned. We're going to be at Hooters. Yeah, baby. Mall of Georgia. It is the Mega Hooters. The Taj Mahooters. Fun, fun, fun. So join the party, man. Get some buffalo shrimp and some wings and watch us do the show, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, Box seats, by the way, are going quick, so you better get down there and plant your flag. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I, I, that setup is, is fun because we get a chance to kind of look out on the restaurant. But we'll be up there having a good time tomorrow. So if you are in the area, you're hanging out, um, Hooters Mall of Georgia. Arthur Blank, though, Mike, yesterday, and, and just kind of recapping some of this, um, and you can check out the interview, as I said, but, but he said, listen, Desmond Ritter has shown leadership since he came into the building. Um, I don't know if Arthur, you know, would say yes wholeheartedly. We totally believe in a in our Desmond Ritter simply because the draft is coming. And if somebody wows you, Mike, or you have a chance potentially to move down and maybe grab a guy that you didn't think you could, you'd be silly to say right now, right. yes. But he does feel confident about Ritter. That's one of the things he said. We're going to replay the entire interview for you tomorrow, as we said. As he talked, we talked to him about everything Falcons, guys. So it's pretty funny. I was uh, at the gym this morning, and uh, one of my buddies, JT, who's a cop here in town, and he goes, he goes, Arthur's not a meddler. He goes, he gave me the look. Asked Arthur if you were a meddler because I was of other impression that he was kind of pushing the narrative on the Deshaun Watson, and then you know you kind of made your general manager look a little silly because you know you you got kind of stuck twisting the wind. The Browns came with a crazy offer, and the rest is history. And you alienated your quarterback, and you had to move Matt Ryan for less than full value. So Arthur definitively said, though he is not a meddler, and he says uh, he doesn't plan on meddling moving forward, including maybe what we're going to draft this year. But he is aware of the things that are going on. <laughs> Being aware and then making the decision are two different things. We will see. Hey, let's hear Patrick Mahomes. He's getting ready for Super Bowl 57. Talking about that Eagles D. Where are they good, Patrick? They're great everywhere, so it's, it's, it's hard to pick one. I mean, obviously, I'd probably say the defensive line just because, I mean, they're on the like a historic uh, sack, uh, sack rate and uh, the way they're able to get to the quarterback. And so everybody knows that everything starts up front. And so it would be a great challenge for our offensive line to try to do what they can in the run game and the pass game of protecting and run blocking. Yeah, they're, they're going to be challenged, man. There's no doubt. And, and it's not like, you know, the Chiefs are not any good. We know they are. But this is probably their toughest challenge, Mike, when you talk about uh, a front of guys that they can rotate like the Eagles do to keep guys fresh, and they're all really good players. All of these guys up front. Mahomes has asked about the ankle injury as well. Here's what he says. Today again, Thursday. Where will it be Sunday? Yeah, I don't think you'll know exactly until you get to game day. I'm definitely in a better spot. Uh, I mean, uh, I definitely can move around better than I, I was moving last week or two weeks ago. And so uh, it's just trying to continue to get the treatment and the rehab. and get to as close as I can to 100% and then rely on some adrenaline to let me do a little bit extra when I'm on the field. So it's going to be it's going to be definitely better, more mobile, uh, be able to move around a little bit better for sure. And then we'll see on game day how close to 100% I can be. Yeah, I mean, with a high ankle sprain, you could argue after three weeks, you're still not 100%. But as you said, you get out there, Carl, feel the momentum, yeah. the adrenaline, and you shoot it up, tape it up, halftime, shoot it up again. <laughs> you know, it is the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, that, there, there is a big, big question about can he do everything you need him to do? Because everyone now is really coming down heavy on the Eagles and what they're going to try to take away, which, of course, includes Travis Kelsey which nobody seems to ever be able to take away. No, man. Kelsey was talking about Mahomes and these crazy passes that he throws over the head, left hand. 
Here's Kelsey. I'm a supporter of Pat just doing the craziest stuff possible. So I, uh, I'm all for him throwing it behind his back, over his head. He's got to give a no look or something like that. However he has to get the ball to somebody, he's going to do it. So I, um, I don't see it happening anytime soon, the behind-the-back pass. But uh, if it does happen, I'm sure it'll be electric. He was also asked, why is he always open, as we just talked about? <laughs> Kelsey said, Andy Reid, baby, Big Red. He can dial stuff up at the right time, create some things at the right time. And then on top of that, everybody's doing their jobs. It's not just me go out there and get open type play. I'm sure you guys like to think that. He says, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and that's why he's open, because of the way they design it. Well, I'll say this. Nobody has plays break down and are able to adjust better than Kelsey and Mahomes. That's that's the key, man. That adjustment, whatever you call it, however you call it, they do that better than anybody. It's our NFL Blitz. Hey, Christian McCaffrey, you know he got beat. How does he feel about this game, by the way? What does he think about who should win the game? You know, I, I hope both teams lose. Uh, <laughs> I, I To me, it, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't matter. Um, obviously, I wish I was – we wish we were playing so bad. Uh, that game still hurts, and it will for a while. But I think Nick Bosa said it best. I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to watch the game. It might hurt too much. Yeah, you know, you and I have talked about this. Mm. Like, when, you know, when the Dodgers are playing the Phillies, you root for an asteroid to hit the stadium. You know, that kind of a thing. So yeah. I think he's feeling the same way. It's uh, you're so close, man. And then, you know, again, do I think I don't think Mike the 49ers win with Purdy healthy. I just don't. But I know people feel like it would have been a better game. A dude couldn't throw the football. No, just, it was it was you know seven seven, and then the hit. And then he's out, and then the wheels come off, and you got a backup who just, you know, would could Garoppolo have done? I don't know. But it just that game was so one-sided. And that's the one thing, and I guess Carl maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to convince myself the Chiefs can pull this off. But the fact that the Eagles haven't been pressed. Right. You know? Right. And and I know like and the talent speaks for itself and part of the reason. But the Giants, they 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 out they like they outmatched the Giants, outnumbered them with playmakers. And then of course the you just laid out the France, the San Francisco game. I just like to think that the Eagles, if this goes down to the last play, fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, you know, you take a few body shots from Kansas City, maybe they can't come back from it. I don't know. I'm, I'm still laying on the Chiefs getting the one and a half. Yeah, have you touched this yet? Yeah, I'm Eagles. I've been Eagles right. for since Monday. Right. Um, I, I look. Uh, we can get into all the numbers. Mm. Look at the numbers. But Mike, this team, sacks, turnovers, just all the things they do. Here's the other thing. Chiefs don't scare me on the outside, guys. They don't have anybody that scares you, okay? So as good as Patrick Mahomes is, and he's special, you still need guys to take the top off. The Eagles have two of the top corners in the league. I don't think they're going to they're gonna challenge James Bradbury. I don't think they're going to challenge those guys down the field. So it creates another issue when you talk about where are these passing lanes and how is Mahomes going to hit that over-the-top big play. Mike, are they matriculating and, and grinding down the hmm. field to get scores? That's not Kansas City. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they haven't run the ball. I think, I think Pacheco's got one 100-yard game this year. Now, they do get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back. And, you know, maybe he could be the, the X factor the way some people think Gainwell could be the X factor for the Eagles. But you're right. This is why, I know when I said it yesterday, we were talking about it. I've been pushing this Tyreek Hill. Is Finally, at some point, they will miss Tyreek Hill. And maybe this is the game they're going to miss the Cheetah. I don't know. But, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, McCall Hardman is banged up. So, you know, Pacheco, if, if you could, you, doing the things to, to stop the Eagles and keep them off the field by running the football, you just said it. It's really not been their MO consistently this year. And they haven't covered the spread at all this year. 
Super Bowl 57, pregame 2 o'clock Sunday, kicks at 6.15. Mike, I, Turtle, Squid, we'll give you our final picks tomorrow. And, guys, here's the thing we're going to add, by the way, for tomorrow. Let's take two prop bets. Hmm. We normally pick three games since we have one game to pick. It's our end-of-the-year thing. We'll have some fun. So we're picking the game over-under or spread, and then two prop bets that you guys like in this game. And, again, you know, we're having fun with this because it's the last game. But we'll do that tomorrow during our pick segment. Hey, man, uh, D. Maurice Smith has a problem with the combine. What's that? I mean, I guess he's repping the players and the players to be players. But for whatever reason, the head of the Players Association says he doesn't really like the combine. He doesn't think it's fair to the players to have them, you know, poked and prodded in the way that everything's kind of been done the last, what, 40 years now in Indianapolis. What do you make of that? Um, Just, I mean, looking out for his rank and file. Yes, he is. But, but Mike, here's the They're other They're not going to stop it. No. I was going to say, they learned so much at the Combine and how it's done. If you're going to change some of the procedure stuff, so be it. But the Combine's not going anywhere. Right. They may move it to another city eventually in, 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 outside of Indy. But this is what Mike's talking about with Demore Smith. You have to be invited to the Combine. As soon as you show up, you have to waive all of your medical rights. And you not only have to sit there and endure embarrassing questions, and I think that's horrible, and I don't want to poo-poo any of that, but would you want your son to spend hours inside of an MRI and then be evaluated by 32 separate team doctors who are, by the way, are only doing it for one reason? What's the reason? To decrease your, your draft value. So instead of trying to think about whether we enhance a combine process, what would you want for our sons? Well, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I think you're taking the wrong track there, Demo. I would have said, why don't you invite more guys from historically black colleges and universities to the thing and expand the combine? Look, you got to protect your investment. You know, you could also flip the coin and say, yes, because if somebody has an injury history, you're about to get guaranteed money in the form of a bonus, mm. and you haven't done a day's work at this next level of football. And that's why we do it. So, it's a little bit of grandstanding for his rank and file, but I think he's off base. I would be arguing, I know they do their own showcase for HBCU guys, but I think they should expand the combine, if anything. Bring more guys to it. Yeah. Uh, or at least give it, or some other way to showcase it. Have, you have to just do, why is it just one event? Can you do multiples? That's a great point. I mean, listen, the league can do whatever it wants. It's not like the money's an And they issue. don't do it. Well, they don't do it because they are a little cheap about it. That's, but, what, but, that's but, why. But it doesn't have to be right. that way. Like It's right. not like, well, we're not making enough this year. It's Dukes and Bell. It's our, uh, it's our blitz, man. Lots going on with the Super Bowl. More on Roger Goodell, too. He was asked about the diversity of quarterbacks. Obviously, two black quarterbacks facing off in the Super Bowl for the first time. We'll let you hear that along the way as well. When we come back, yeah, man, no man's on the way. We'll continue to review all of the NBA trades, including the one the Hawks made today. Yeah, we got a, a three. If you like our team, then you're happy because our team stayed intact, including John Collins. He didn't go anywhere. Bogey didn't go anywhere. The Hawks add Sadiq Bay from the Detroit Pistons. We uh, traded some second-round picks to uh, the Warriors. And then, Mike, the Warriors flipped those picks, and uh, they ended up going back and getting their guy, Gary Payton Jr. But at the end of the day, you like our team. We have some audio from Nate. You want to hear it? Absolutely. Coach, need one more. My team's on the floor. <laughs> Sorry, it's made me chuckle. That is going to be Nate tonight. My team is on the floor. <laughs> I mean, and that's, I mean, I'm a corny ball, I know, but from, from Hoosiers made me chuckle. You know. I thought maybe we'd trade Bogey. We still have Bogey, right? We do. Still have JC. 
All right. Stay tuned. I, uh, and again, I think. Not ready to go. Well, we need to be. I, Mike, I think the onus is now on these guys, man. What are you guys going to do? Do your job. What are you guys going to do? Hey, there you go. And we added a piece. So, Sadiq Bay. All right. More to get to with the Hawks. Let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. To you by the W sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce, bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo. I don't know about you, Mike, and I. We, you know, we do five hours a day, but it feels like right. we've done seven already with the trade deadline. But we're we're in a good place. How are you doing today? I'm good. If you can hear me, hopefully you can hear me. We can. I never know anymore. Yeah, you sound so, no, no. You're crystal, as they say in the business. You're five by five. So I just guess, you know, I'm just start talking and say, "Can you hear me?" You're crystal. Um, I'm good. You're coming in clear, bro. We can hear you. I mean, you know, look, I know you guys wake up 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning and decide to do some work, but I've been up since 5. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I uh, was up till 3 in the morning watching West Coast basketball. All, Please, look, how Whose dare fault you? is that? I didn't I'm tell on, you to watch West Coast I'm basketball. I'm on drugs. I can't speak. My voice is shot again. The pollen's killing me. I got like, I'm on so many steroids. I thought my heart was going to jump out of my body yesterday, The man. steroids will keep you up. My <laughs> wife has dealt yeah. with that, but Paul, slow your roll. Um, I'm, I'm not up. me personally. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I, I actually do know, Carl. I'll, I'll, I know you're up because I uh, we've texted before early. And, I am, I am up way before the crack of dawn. There was, there was at one point where Carl tried to sell me on that, and I was like, "All right, all right, sucker, I'm gonna no, text I, you." I, I do get up at and nine. Did. I do wake up at nine, but that's the life. Well, no, I, I listen, everybody wakes up when you wake up. Right. I, I just, you know, I my my days aren't fulfilled if I don't if I don't get up and do things. You know what the Marines say? They do more by I do less than most people do by ten o'clock. That's yeah. right. That's right. So you're. Feeling good. That's good news today. What else for us, bro? Um, I'm mad at you because you've got me. The, yeah, yeah, me you. Too. Yeah, not Mike. Just oh, you. I've got a lot of stuff in my body right now. I'm not in trouble. I got a lot of stuff in my body. We're gonna have tequila to that tomorrow at Hooters. I forgot about that. Why are you mad at me? Because you've got me on another TV show, and I'm now almost. I've I've kind of binged it over the last week or last. I'd say since Sunday. Uh, I've I'm stuck watching. Yellowstone meets The Sopranos in oh. Tulsa King with Stallone. Okay, good. And it's 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 gotten me hooked in um, because I was already watching that the Willow TV show on Disney, which is the, also good, really good. And I loved the movie Willow as a kid because it had Val Kilmer in it, and uh, so I was like, oh, that's that's Iceman. I'll watch this movie. <laughs> right. And he was an Iceman, but he's not obviously not in uh, the series for obvious reasons. And um, but it's really good. So t- I mean. Dude, Taylor Sheridan, uh, on fire. It, just, dude, just keep coming out with all these ideas, and if they're good or not, they're going to be made, and you'll just print money, and then in, in in seven years you'll be gone. Like you can you can literally write off in the sunset. Yeah, I, uh, uh, Mike, have you seen any of the Tulsa King? Uh, again, brother, there's only 24 no. hours in the day to watch. No. I, it's it's on the. Where is it? I, where do I find this? Do I Paramount have, Plus. So this is a la carte television. I believe so. No, I don't have yeah, it. I have well, not seen it yet. I, I want to say, and we talked about this, Yellowstone at, at first, wasn't it on? Oh, it was on Peacock at first. Right. Yeah. And then it switched over. It, yes, but right. but this is, it's its own deal. Stallone's never had a TV show. Okay, he's never, he never right. did a sitcom. He never had a TV show. Closest he came was the boxing, but that was a boxing show yeah. he did with Sugar Ray, which was a reality show. So he talked about, you know, they, they hit him up with this idea, and he's like, eh. And then you watch this, and it's almost like, he got pit. He's the perfect person for this role. 
And yeah. so, anyways, he's a he's a gangster, Mike from New right. York, who spends time in jail. He gets out. The family sends him to Tulsa, which is why it's called Tulsa King. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give any away, but Bo, I'm glad you're digging it. I loved it. I thought it was really good. The first season. Yeah, no, it's it, I'm, I've got two episodes left, uh, and so far I've been I've enjoyed it. Um, it it was honestly a pleasant surprise. Because I watched the first episode after Yellowstone, and then I just felt I never watched anything else because it was football season. But it's been pretty good. Um, does the What's ne- the damn question? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally about to ask a question, which is funny that you do that. Does the name um, Sonny Vaccaro mean anything to you yeah, guys? Yeah, he was a, a sneaker pimp, a big Nike uh, sneaker pimp. Yes. Yes, he worked with Phil Knight. He is the reason, to, to Mike's point, he's the reason that Nike – is what we know it as today. I know Phil Knight gets the credit for the creator, but Sonny's the one that had a vision. And he'd foster those relationships in AAU and then, you know, some of the college college basketball factories. Mm. Well, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have a new movie out, and uh, we're going to hear about a little, about about maybe 50 seconds of the Mm. trailer because it's about how Sonny Vaccaro got the goat of the NBA, Michael Jordan. It's been a tough year. Our sales are down. Our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA All-Star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Oh, man. Here we go. Yeah, man, there's a great story about Michael Jordan's dad and how this whole thing went down. All right, I'd pay it. I'd pay to see that. I know maybe you know if it's compelling and well done, I'm into that. It's got Damon and Affleck made it. Right. So right there, that's, that's a check. Usually a, that's a win, right? Um, it's got Jason Bateman in it, Chris Tucker, obviously Damon and Affleck both star. Affleck is uh, Phil Knight. And clearly, you could tell yeah. that uh, Matt Damon was Sonny hey, Vaccaro. And one of the things that was really cool, I mean, everything, Carl, I thought you and I agreed was cool about winning time on HBO. Yeah. But when a young Phil Knight, when Nike was even less impressive, pitches Magic Johnson, and we would have had a chance to get in on the stock options and would have been a billionaire times two. Yeah. But he went with Converse because at the time, again, Nike seemed like an incredible long shot. Now, let me but ask- the guy who plays Phil Knight looks at the camera and goes, he would have made this. Uh, yeah, it's a it's great funny. scene. It's funny. Yeah. By the way, let me ask you the question about that. That's a, that's, I'm glad you, yeah. glad you brought that up. Is there no Air Jordan if Magic signs that deal with Nike? Ooh. Or because yeah, it might have been the next continuation or maybe not. It's a great question. They, didn't, they wouldn't have needed. Mm. They, they, if, the, the plot of the movie is basically Michael Jordan saved Nike. He did. And they don't need... Michael, if they have magic, because mm. magic's already he's he would have saved them. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. I, I, you Air know, magic. Yes, I I think you're onto something. I mean, the, there are a lot of things like that, right? What ifs, and and if this guy took this deal, would would this have happened? I mean, we talk about it in the world of hip hop. What if Tupac and Biggie lived? What would have happened? Jay Z considered right. the best. You could do that all day. I just think with Jordan, it was a risk on both parts. Nobody knew Mike was going to do do what he did. And then, Mike, the Air Jordan part of this, 
that also sold itself, right? Magic was not a high flyer. He was 6'9". He was a great ball handler. We all know the story. Yeah. But, to play but, every position on the floor. Yeah, yeah, but the idea of Jordan being a high flyer right. sold this whole concept yeah. of Air Jordan. And, right. and I think, I don't know, I, I think it's just a, a perfect timing of both merging together. Right. And, you know, and then the idea of, oh, we're going to come out with not one shoe, but another one the next year, and then the next year. And you're building on this whole right. concept of, oh, man, i got to get the Jordan 5s or the 6s. And now every guy that comes into the league, that's what they do. It'd be kind of funny if somebody did like a short movie, a film, like a short, a parallel universe where British Knights lands Michael Jordan. <laughs> BKs. BKs. Or Fila. Anyway, back to you, Pope. So, so the best, the, and the article I was reading about the movie is they don't know for sure, but there is no presence of Michael Jordan. Oh. Like the whole movie is centered around he's like a mythical figure. So there's no actor, chasing. young actor portraying nope. him? Oh. Not, not according to what's been reported. And obviously the trailer has no signs of anyone appearing to be Michael. But that was like the article I was reading was basically based on he's basically a mythical character that in the movie that they're that, that Sonny Vaccaro and Phil Knight are chasing to get on. Now his mm-hmm. parents are in it, like Viola Davis plays his his mom. Um, so his parents are are portrayed in it. But it's kinda cool. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, I saw this today on Twitter and it and it really made me think and I've gotten a lot of great responses. Someone posted an, the Houston Oilers logo. Remember the right. Oilers? I can't even say the word anymore. Oilers logo, and it was like first thing you think of when you see this logo. For me, Warren Moon, because I grew up when mm. Warren Moon was was wearing those uniforms. I love those jerseys. Who's the first? Now, Earl Campbell. Earl yeah. Campbell putting his helmet right in the, in the was a Rams linebacker's chest yeah. in the old Astrodome. Yeah, yeah. I, I f- mean, I, I'm a young kid, but that whole it was a Monday night game. You can YouTube it. And it's in the Astrodome, and they are doing the the famous song. You know, the Dolphins had one as yep. well. Same song, but the pom poms, and it's it's sixty five thousand people, and it's Houston Oilers, Houston, Houston Oilers, and, and, right. and it was that moment where, mm-hmm. like, yes, it's Earl Campbell because I'm you know just a little kid, like, okay, what's going on with this? But that moment stands out, and I think Earl stand that that would you be know, the, the memory. And it is funny because you and I get this every now and again. People ask like sometimes, hey, what's the greatest or your favorite your favorite interview? I still love the hour and a half we had with Earl Campbell in studio. Such a humble dude, Such man. a great dude. And, you know, from your childhood, that was part of it, man. Just what an unbelievable study was. And, by the way, Super 70 Sports is one of the best follows on Twitter. If you love nostalgia from that era, there's a great picture today, to Bo's point two hours ago, of Earl Campbell next to Willie Nelson. Willie with a Lone Star beer in his hand, looking mm. like he's feeling no pain. Didn't, yeah. Didn't they rip Campbell? Wasn't Campbell's jersey just to center it? The yeah, old tearaway jerseys. Yeah. 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 And like, that game may have been 80, somewhere in there. I'm not sure, but that that's like one of those moments. And like Monday, Monday dun, 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 and it comes on. And, <laughs> and that just, man, right there. And the, and the crowd's just going bananas, and Earl Campbell's the centerpiece. Yeah, I, I just thought that was funny because the only three names I've seen, I've gotten, are Dan Passerini. Mm. Earl Campbell and and Warren Moon. Those are the hey, only ones I've got. And by the way, I mean, I, I know we. Uh, I'll put a spiff on Dan Pastor. I always loved Dan Pastorini because he raced cars, he he's did drag dude. racing, yeah, and he's just a guy's guy. And if he's still around, love to get him on a show. We had him on yeah. years ago, remember? Right. Yeah, um, back in the day, and he, he had his book out. Um, so it, yeah, he he was uh, he was good back then. All right, real quick, I got to mention this. Jerry hits us up. He tweets at YouTube. Bo. He says uh, Sheridan also did another show called the the Mayor of Kingstown. That's the one with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And he says it's great, and it is. I only saw the first season. I think it's season two. So here's the deal: what we're saying is this dude's got Yellowstone. 
He's got Tulsa King. He's got this one. He's so just Paramount, on fire right now. A lot now. of stuff going on. Yeah, there. he's on right. fire, man. Where's Kingstown at? Uh, Mayor Kingstown is also on Paramount Plus. No, I mean, where is that? I'm just fictitious. Upstate New York or Boston uh, somewhere? I don't know. That's oh, right. Is that, is that Yellowstone yeah. meets New York City? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> what Renner, I think. Renner is the warden of a He's a dirty prison. warden, right? Prison. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Cool. And, and, yeah. All yeah. right. Hey, guys, as always, Yeah, My No Man is brought to you by the Fire Shower from the W Sauce. It's bigger, better, bolder, and now spicier. So go over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you. And don't forget that my friends at the Georgia Hemp Company have all your Valentine's Day needs. Go check them out at TheGeorgiaHempCompany.com and use the code SQUIDBILLY10. You'll get 10% off your order today. Turtle, hit Mr. Squid's music. <laughs> Turtle says it's Detroit. That's where it's based. Okay, cool. There you uh, go. Thanks, man. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Looks good. By the way, I wish Aflac and, and Damon wrote more. Right. Right? They wrote Goodwill Hunting, and then they took a long break because they said it took so long for them to write it. It almost broke their friendship up. Right. Speaking of uh, Jeremy Renner, I just watched it the other night. The Town, the bank robbing movie. You know, they hit Armored Cars. Oh. Good movie. That's a good flick. Good movie. You know, John Hamm playing the same guy in every movie now, but that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. he really is. <laughs> John Hamm was in Maverick, and I forgot right. he was in Maverick. He's playing the same guy now in every movie. He really is. All right, guys, we're coming back. Matt Lombardo's going to join us next hour from uh, Phoenix. We'll talk about Super Bowl 57, but when we come back, we'll reset all of the deals in the NBA trade deadline. It has come and gone. Look and, at the numbers. And the Hawks did something.